0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And this week we are super excited to welcome Marissa McClellan, AEG Presents and Promo West Productions Marketing Director and also the Marketing Director of Bunbury Music Festival. Welcome to the show, Marissa.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we're really excited. And of course, we have Ron and his pretty face. So thank you for coming and blessing oh, us with your presence. Pleasure, Adam. <laughs> so Marissa, how, how have you been? How's, how's everything going? Do you have a nice Labor Day?
1: Um, every day is kind of the same to me at this point. <laughs> uh, right. So yes, I mean, I didn't really check my emails on Monday. So I guess that was kind of the nice part of it. Um, but when you work from home, as long as I have been now at this point, every day kind of just blends into the next
0: yeah, I, I definitely understand that. How long have you been working at home for?
1: I think this week, will well, maybe early next week will be six months. I think we went home March 16th or somewhere right around there, 15th, gotcha, that gotcha. kind of the first week everything shut down.
0: Gotcha. Well, why don't you give our listeners a little background on kind of what you do and what it means to be the marketing directors of all these places?
1: Um, yeah, so for the most part, um, in, in, in normal times, um, I place all of the advertising and media for about 500 shows a year uh, that we have here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, that includes shows and concerts um, at Newport Music Hall, Express Live, A&R Music Bar, and The Basement. Um, and then, as you said, I also am the marketing director for Bunbury Music Festival, which is a music festival we have every year in June in Cincinnati um, along the banks of the Ohio River. And also, we were just acquired about two years ago by AEG Presents, um, and with that comes arena shows. Um, so just for the last, I would say, year, year and a half or so, I've been doing the marketing for any of the AEG arena shows that come through.
0: Oh, gotcha. So what are some of like the... What are some of your favorite shows that you've helped helped work on in the past?
1: Um, well, recently, I guess I've I did Celine Dion, which I never thought I would do <laughs> in oh, my wow. career. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, because that's not something that we typically at Promo West bring through, obviously. Right. Um, but the arena shows, you know, have brought bigger, bigger budgets and and bigger artists um, to my plate. I also worked on uh, the Bon Iver show, um, which kind of personally I'm a big fan, so that was fun. Um, we, I'm, Bunbury really is kind of its own animal and a challenge every year. Um, and it's one of the hardest weekends of my life, but it's, you know, once it's over, it's definitely one of the more fulfilling things that I do. Um, sure. so I kind of dread and am very excited about it every year as it comes through. Um, totally but that's probably the best, like when I kind of started my music career, I always wanted to market for a music festival. Um, and you know, in my mind, I always envisioned a Bonnaroo or a Lollapalooza, but um, it's actually been nice to do kind of a boutique smaller festival. Um, yeah. and that means I can still do my other job while I'm, you know, while I'm doing that one as well. So, um, I guess that's probably been the most exciting thing to work on so far.
2: Now has social media, obviously social media, uh, makes a big difference in a lot of businesses. I would think particularly in, um, uh, the, uh, rock and roll or music business, uh, it, it plays a, a huge role Um, particularly, you know, the bands have their own fans and websites and things like that. Has has that uh, played a big uh, role in how things have changed for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was first starting out, Facebook was kind of a thing. And, you know, MySpace was kind of the big thing at that point. Um, And like, we weren't really advertising on any social media outlets or anything like that. So, um, you know, the last... Ten to fifteen years, it's really evolved. One of our main um, forms of advertising is is social media on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so that has changed that part of it, but it's also changed the interaction that we're able to have with fans and with bands. You know, we we do a lot of Instagram takeovers with bands. Um, bands can tweet at us, we can retweet them, and you know, it kind of break down breaks down any middlemen that we have sometimes you know you have to go through agents and management and stuff but if a band is sending something out on their own um, we kind of can communicate with them directly uh, into their fans as well so yeah it's changed our world entirely
0: as everything has kind of changed is that is that kind of one of the biggest things you've seen in your career so far is you know the the onset of social media and stuff like that but like what what have you kind of seen as the evolution of the music industry
1: well how people get their music is completely different now, um, you know, I think obviously there's a resurgence of vinyl in the world. Um, but prior to that, you know, the last few years, like I think Best Buy isn't even selling CDs anymore. Right. So, like, I remember I worked at Camelot Music when I was in high school. and I, I remember wanting that first CD every Tuesday when the new music dropped, you know, and yeah. and now you don't have to wait in line. You don't have to belong to a CD club or a tape club. Um, you know, all the pain that we went through to get music years and years ago, it's like, it's just right at your fingertips now. So I think that's a a huge difference. Um, And then in turn, though, it's helped our business because artists, you know, they're not making that money um, off those album sales. So they really need to tour, which is, you know, good for us. Um, So I think you see many more tours, especially, you know, we kind of have various sizes of venues. So we're able to get those smaller bands um, and then kind of carry them through to all four of our venues as they grow. Um, But yeah, sorry. I do think that, you know, social media and then just kind of the way people absorb music and get their music and find their music is completely different now. You know, Spotify has their new music that comes out and I know people like are religiously looking at that every time it, it hits just to see what else is out there. Um, So yeah, I, I just think the way people view consume and find music is completely different.
0: Yeah. And I'm also kind of curious about like how the, how the, you know, touring system works. Like, is it mostly bands reaching out to you? Do you, is there like a list of people, you know, that you're saying, Hey, when is, when is a tour coming up? What are you guys thinking? Like, how does, what is the process like of bringing all these bands into a place like Promo West?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of now I would typically say it's like twofold, but now that we're part of AEG, it's kind of threefold, I guess. So, um, there's definitely, you know our roster of agents that we work with on a regular basis, um, and you know if they have an artist that they're wanting to look to put into you know a thousand capacity room, they'll hit us up for Columbus, you know, for Newport, um, and they'll say, you know, I have I have this artist, this artist, this artist. What are you guys doing? What's your What are your holds? What's your calendar look like? Um, but then there's also you know when we're in staff meeting and we sit around and say. Hey, have you heard that new Lizzo? Like, she's going to be big. We should really look into her. And, you know, Scott or Adam, our other booker will we'll look up who her agent is and reach out and say, you know, Hey, we want to, you know, is she touring when she touring, you know, we heard she's going to be big. So it's kind of both of those things. And then uh, now with AEG, they have their own tours that they put together. And so they'll do that kind of um, on a, a bigger scale and then filter those tours down into their venues that they own.
0: Gotcha. And then, from like a perspective of you, so as the marketing director, like when a tour is booked to when the show is on, like what is kind of a big overview of of what your job is as kind of the the, the marketing director of, of these places?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest part is communication. So the show gets booked from the booking world; they agree on you know cost, ticket cost, all of this stuff, um, and then it comes to me and. The ticketing person, so that he can build that uh, that show up in Ticketmaster and get it up and ready to be sold. And then I coordinate, announce, and on sale dates. Um, typically, you know, a show will get announced on a Monday or Tuesday, go on sale on a Friday. Um, so I coordinate all of that with the band directly, and then I put a marketing plan together. Um, I'm allocated a budget per show, uh, so it's my job to you know, spend that money wisely and put that towards things that I think will help move tickets. Um, And then I kind of have to sell that to the band as, you know, here's what I think would be best, um, the best use of this money. Uh, And then I send all that to them for approval. You know, oftentimes it includes me reaching out to radio to try to get uh, radio proposals, um, and then getting you know radio spots made, TV spots if necessary. Um, I'm kind of trying to go through the list now. I haven't done yeah. put a show up for a while, <laughs> so. Um, but that's kind of the gist of it. It's it, and it's mainly just communicating down to the rest of the team. Like, hey, here's when we're announcing going on sale. I communicate with my social media manager. He gets it all up and running, um, and then we're kind of off to the races.
0: Very nice. Well, yeah, well, I'm excited to kind of learn a little bit more and also just kind of learn how you got to this position. And if it sounds like music has always been a big part of your life. So looking forward to diving into that a little bit more in the next segment. So make sure to stay tuned after the short commercial break for Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Marissa McClellan, the marketing director of AG Presents Promo West Productions and the Bunbury Music Festival. And we started talking about Marissa's story in our past segment but we're going to go back a little bit farther and marissa we'd love you to kind of dive into what led you to becoming the marketing director of these companies and it kind of sounds like music has always been your dream and one of your loves but is that true is that kind of always what you wanted to do in your life
1: um i guess if you would have asked me in high school i would have said that seems like a really cool job i didn't know that was a thing (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah i mean Personally, music for me has always been, I hate when people say passion, but it's <laughs> kind of always been my passion. Uh, I've never been skilled enough to have any kind of musical talent uh, of my own. So I've kind of just made a career of marketing other people's talents. Um, but yeah, so I guess I just, um, I, I'm born and raised from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. Um, for a long time. I Initially, I thought I wanted to be a chef. Um, and I actually owned my own pizza place for about a year and a half when I was 19. Totally. Um, so I kind of, that's the direction that I was kind of going. And um, I had only ever worked in restaurants. And so once uh, my, my pizza shop, once that ended, I decided I needed to get like a real job. Um, and I had never had like any office, office experience or anything. So, um, when I was going to school, I applied for an internship, um, at QFM 96, um, and I got it, a marketing internship. Um, and I ended up getting that, getting that position. Um, and I was with QFM for a little over five years. I started as an intern and I left as, um, their promotions director, Um, So that's kind of where I got my foot in the door um, at Promo West because I worked with them a lot on ticket giveaways and promotions. Um, I went to Franklin University and I I majored in marketing. Um, So that's kind of where that, I guess, the marketing side of the music came into it for me. And I I just really enjoyed what I was doing. Um, And I guess around the time I left QFM, it was they were getting purchased by another company and it was just kind of an odd time for radio. Um, and so I was semi looking and um, I was told of a, a position that came up at the Schottenstein center to be their marketing manager. Um, so I applied for that and I got it. So I was the marketing manager for the Schottenstein center for about two years. Um, during my time there uh, they, Acquired kind of the management duties of Nationwide Arena as well. So the last few months, um, I was doing marketing for the shows at Nationwide Arena and the Shot and Scene Center. Um, And then Scott Steinerker from Promo West kind of reached out to me. He was building his new venue in Pittsburgh, uh, Stage AE, and he said, "Hey, uh, my current marketing director is going to move to that venue in Pittsburgh. Are you up?" For, you know, applying for the marketing director job here. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I loved all of the music that he put in his venues. Um, and Scott and I had our, had really kind of grown a, a great close relationship over the the few years that I was at QFM. So um I was really excited. Like I arena shows are great, um, but you know, you you have the rodeo and, um, Disney on ice and stuff. And that wasn't totally my, my thing. Um, hey, so I was definitely also,
2: uh, had the Harlem Globetrotters, which I played with, uh, both Schottenstein and uh nationwide, uh, yeah, yeah for, a couple, for about five years.
1: I will say we did have this, the Cavs exhibition game when LeBron and Shaq were playing and that was really cool. Oh, nice. Um, and I stood next to Shaq For like 2.2 seconds and I just it's still crazy how big that guy is like that's what I hear baffling but I also had to carry around cardboard cutouts of LeBron and Shaq that I took to different ticket giveaway locations in my PT cruiser at the time Um, and Shaq's elbow cardboard elbow was holding about like he was holding a basketball so the elbow was sticking out of the window um, for about a week and a half and it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> so that's one of my fun memories. Uh, from that's that
2: amazing. Job. The but life anyway, so, of the marketing director. Yeah. Right. No
1: kidding. No kidding. So, um, uh, I, uh, I forget where I was going with, Oh, so I, um, ended up going to promo West. Um, it'll be 10 years ago, October. Wow. Um, yeah. So in, uh, 2000, late 2015, we purchased Bunbury Music Festival, um, so in Cincinnati. So that kind of um, was a new new spin on things for me. Um, so we've been doing Bunbury uh, every year since then, except for you know this year we had to unfortunately cancel um, due to COVID. So, but hopefully fingers crossed we can come back strong next year.
0: Yeah. As far as Bunbury, was that so? How long has that been going on for? the f- festival? Was that, it is it only five will, years old or is it longer?
1: Nope, it will be, I believe it'll be 10 next year, oh, if wow. I'm remembering correctly. 9 or 10, yeah. So there was a previous owner before us, um, and he had it for a couple of years before we purchased.
0: Gotcha. And so what is it What is it like setting up a music festival? And I'm assuming you've hopefully been to all of the festivals since you've started working on it and everything?
1: Yeah, I was going to music festivals before, you know, kind of long before um, Bonnaroo was... My first one. Um, glad to say, I went. Don't need to go back. I'm too old to camp, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, that's you know. I kind of always wanted to do a, a festival. So, um, Bunbury is really nice because it's downtown Cincinnati and it's still small. Like you can walk to your hotel, and um, it's not kind of like this daunting. Uh, layout where you, you know, have to walk a mile to either stage or anything like that. It's pretty, it's pretty intimate. Um, and it's been good because we can kind of get like higher level artists, but not like crazy level where we have to charge, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a ticket so we can still keep it affordable, which is good. Um, but putting a festival on is crazy. It's like building a city for, to use for three days. It's, it's just, it's crazy. Um, but it's a lot of fun.
0: And what kind of what kind of music is Bunbury? Is it just kind of a mixture of everything? Or is it kind of focused on one type of thing?
1: Yeah, it originally started out as like an indie, you know, rock kind of music festival. Um, and since we purchased it, we really tried to um, create and curate like a more, more diverse uh, lineup. So like our first year, we had the Black Keys and Ava Brothers as headliners, but then we also had Snoop. And that was like, Snoop was like the first rapper that Bunbury had ever had. Oh, nice. Um, so, and since then we've had ice cube and we've done, done some other things too. So, uh, we try to mix it up, I guess now.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Oh well, yeah. And, and, you know, I know for like, you know, the longest time, you know, Ron, you've been working pretty closely with Promo West and you have a, you have a music background in your history as well. So what, well, what have you kind of seen yeah, in, in the your, ancient your with uh,
2: days of the seventies? Uh, and, uh, I, uh, I was in the concert pr- uh, promotion business and uh, in Columbus and uh, also Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with a company called Concert C. So those bands, uh, a lot of them are, uh, are long in the tooth, but they're still out there touring. And it was interesting back then. You know, I remember uh, Rod Stewart and Faces couldn't take off from the Ohio State Airport because they had destroyed the uh, the bathroom at the fairgrounds. So I don't know if those things still go on or not, but they actually blocked the planes from taking off with uh, state uh, patrol cars till they oh, paid like a bunch of money, and they punched out uh, my partner, Mark Sternberger, the road manager. Punched him out because he wanted to collect the money. It was <laughs> back then; it was a little wild.
0: <laughs> oh <my laughs> And, and, and Ron, you've done a lot of stuff with Promo West as well for a while. I mean, I know you you do like a whole oh, bunch of stuff. Oh, they're a great partner. You know, we,
2: uh, we're proud to be a partner with Express Live. And, uh, you know, we, uh, they're, they're fantastic. And, uh, you know, we're at, uh, uh, I guess, videos at the shows. And we uh, were able to uh, work with them on tickets for the public, employees, on the great, uh, t- um, I guess it's now on, uh, OTT, uh, streaming, uh, concerts, things like that. So, yeah, know, they're, they're, and again, I, I told Marissa earlier, I've known Scott Steiner since, uh, he, the day he literally started and bought the Newport. So, um, actually before that, so I go back a long way in that business, but, uh, now they own a
0: basement and I'm in a different basement business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: very true. Well, yeah, Well, it's I know there's been a whole long history of Promo West and even, you know, the whole, obviously the music industry in a whole. But obviously we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about how the pandemic has kind of affected things. So we're going to jump into that in the next segment and just hear from Marissa what it's like, you know, working on the inside and seeing kind of what she thinks the future holds for the music industry and concerts as a whole. So make sure to stay tuned for our next segment. Of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Marissa McClellan, the marketing director of AG Presents, Promo West Productions, and the Bunbury Music Festival. And In our last segment, we got to hear a little bit more of Marissa's story and how she became the marketing director and some of the things she's seen over the past 10 years or even longer, past decade and longer, which has been very fascinating. But obviously, we are in the middle of a... Just, you know, wonderful pandemic <laughs> that's going on right now. And it's changed everything. And especially, you know, concerts as a whole. So, Marissa, I kind of would love to hear your perspective working on the inside and seeing this, you know, firsthand of everything shift and change. What what have you kind of experienced in, as, on the inside of of working with all these concerts and everything being canceled and shifted and moving around? What, what, have, what, have, what has been your experience?
1: Well, I think um, probably... I like everyone else. There was kind of stages of grief um, that I've gone through, uh, so I don't know what all those like the order of those stages. But I think it's like denial and you know acceptance and all of that. Right. Um, so I guess like at first, when it first happened, I don't think that we were really prepared for how long it was going to be. Yeah, um, so sure. initially, you know, we had shows at the end of March and April, and we just kind of worked to reschedule those. Um, and then kind of April went into May and then May it was like, okay, well maybe we can do something in July. Oh, maybe we can come back in September. You know, it was just kind of like, I think we've had one or two shows that have rescheduled like Ohio
2: times. State football.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like the school's going back. If anybody's had to deal yeah. with that, because that's yeah, changed 17 sure. times. Um, but so it was kind of like, I don't like, initially the first few weeks were just crazy. Just trying to get, messaging out and trying to, you know, go through refund language and kind of just all the stuff that you have to deal with when a show, when just one show cancels or reschedules. Um, But then it was like mass shows, you know, Um, we had just started announcing our summer lineup. Um, So I guess the the hardest part to me personally has just been the not knowing um, and the really just kind of, not having any control. I think you know we as marketing people like to put things in boxes and like to be very scheduled and controlled and organized. And for me, I've had to kind of let go of all of that and um, just kind of let things happen when they happen. I, I don't it's just been it seems like no news is good news, but there's a bunch of news that comes out all the time, but it doesn't really, you know we were everybody says that we were the first to close and'll we'll we be the last to open. Um, and so far I think, I think that's true. Um, I just, I wish I had more concrete info. Um, but you know, I'm torn between watching and listening to the news every day and wanting to know everything that's going on. And at the same time, not wanting to know anything that's going on anymore at this point. Um, so yeah, it's just been kind of, kind of a whirlwind, you know, right now we're a little bit slow, just, um, waiting, you know, here for the next few months. Um, I think a lot of people are hoping a vaccine will, you know, come along and help things. Um, but you know, we want to, to have a healthy, safe space for people to come back to as well. And, you know, that won't happen, you know, kind of overnight with all the new policies we're implementing and things. So it's going to take some time. Um, and we're going to all have to educate ourselves and then, you know, educate the public. I think there's going to be kind of a new normal when coming to a show, Um, so, you know, it's just, it's going to take some time. I think,
2: you know, I, am just wondering, you know, again, um, there's a protocol, you know, to a lot of businesses now, um, that are open the restaurants and bars are, you know, they have a protocol they're trying to, to change things. Um, you know, obviously the outside area, uh, to me would have been, if if it could have been controlled might have been a, a place to have smaller crowds like they are, you know, in certain uh, venues. Um, was there ever any talk of, of, of doing that, of, of uh, trying to open with, with smaller crowds and maybe a smaller act that wouldn't need to draw as many people or maybe not even be as expensive.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we definitely have talked over options. Um, the problem is, you know, if, if we can't have a real, a real calendar of events bringing all of our staff back um, and, you know, potentially having unemployment issues and things like that for one or two shows that might make a couple hundred bucks, it just, it's not a, it's not a big priority at this right. moment. You know um, I think they, you know, we've kind of all weighed the pros and cons of, you know, is it, what if we just had a, you know, a couple local bands on the stage and this and that, but, you know, how how sustainable is that is that even really worth the risk um you know if we do have someone that comes down you know with covid i we don't want to be responsible for that either just to have a couple local bands play um so i think you know bars and stuff have been able to have some local event live music events um and i think that works for them because they're always open and they're you know they're still a bar and they're making money off food and drinks and all of that and we just we don't we don't mm-hmm. have that um and i think the uh, order that was you know uh, carried out a week or two ago. Um, it's like it has to be 15% of our seated capacity or less and it's just there's a lot that goes into it. Everybody wears mask. Every Nobody can congregate by a bar. nobody it just it's a lot. Um, so I just don't think we're we're, we're there yet um, in terms of it being um, kind of you know safe and financially sound for us to do so.
2: Yeah, it, it's difficult. You know, there's certain aspects of, you know, a lot of businesses right now where, you know, again, you you just wonder what the future is going to happen. You know, it, the industry in general has obviously been affected. And uh, what I see and what I'm hearing is bands, uh, lead singers are going out acoustically and uh, maybe playing in a little – are in front of, you know, 50 or 100 people, like you're saying, and uh, just so they can get out there. Um, and, uh, you know, the, obviously, the the bigger acts and, you know, music is still being made out there, but it's just how it's the live performance is obviously, at this point, non-existent for the, for the most part. So, When you're in that kind of industry where you're, you know, specializing in live performances, it's got to be incredibly, incredibly tough not knowing what the future lies. There's no question about it.
1: Well, everybody keeps saying once we're back, it's going to be the best music year ever for live music. So fingers (laughs) crossed that that's the case.
0: Oh, people will be flocking to get out. And like yeah, get back and to artists want to sure. go and
1: and they want to perform. I mean, I think everybody and their brother is going to be touring as soon as we're yeah. ready, ready to do so.
0: And I'm I'm just curious as far as promo West or anything you've worked with. Have you guys ever like you know divin like dove into any of the live stream stuff or virtual concerts or anything like that? Is that is that kind of a thing that's that's on top of mind or is that is that maybe just not the right you know venue for you guys?
1: Yeah, we uh, we talk about it all the time. We actually partner with quite a few bands weekly to share their live streams. Um, we haven't really dipped into kind of pay, pay paid for streams at all at this point. Um, and I is don't know. Is that a thing that's
0: happening a lot? Like I, I haven't really noticed it too much. Yeah, but like,
1: it, it is. I think we would rather uh, share a band stream and let them kind of do the money collection on their right. end. It makes it way easier for us and just, we don't have to have to deal and we're happy to, you know, share and promote on our socials. Um, I think that's kind of the extent of what we want it to be right now. I just, I don't, you know, personally, I can't speak for the company on this part, but I just don't know that the streams are there yet um, to kind of warrant like a big, you know, streaming festival type of thing or something like that. Um, but I think other outlets are able to do so. You know, I think. It, I, I think it was Lollapalooza a few weeks ago, you know, they stream were streaming just a bunch of past performances, but it was free um, yeah. and it was really cool. And they, you know, they have an awesome you know, production company and set up and they're able to do all that kind of thing. Um, so I just for us right now, I don't think it's probably probably feasible for us to start, you know, curating those ourselves. But like I said, we're happy to share streams and, and promote artists in, in other ways.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's, it's all in very interesting stuff. And like you said, it's a constant moving target. So I'm sure it's not an easy thing, but, but you guys have done a lot of great work in the past. So I'm sure, you know, once things get rolling, they will be the shows will become flying back. People become flying back. So we definitely look forward to that day. And, uh, you know, we're going to dive in, you know, a little bit deeper into this to see kind of if there's any final thoughts with everything. And also maybe how people can get involved in the future and how to, you know, if, if they're looking to become maybe a marketing director, maybe some tips you have for them. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro. And we'll be re- return right after this short commercial break on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Marissa McClellan, the marketing director of AG Presents, Promo West Productions and the Bunbury Music Festival. And unfortunately, my friends, we are once again at this final segment, but I think Marissa still has some awesome stuff to share. And Marissa, what I'd love to kind of start with is just a simple question. Like what is the new normal going to look like? Like when, you know, things are clearing up and people are coming back to shows or when hopefully things, yeah, like I said, clear up within the next year or so. What, what is this new normal going to look like in your opinion for the music industry?
1: Well, I definitely think the new normal might only be normal for like a little bit of time. And then there'll be another new normal that comes along. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, for sure. As I, I, I assume, um, once we are ready to get back to having shows, you know, there will be different protocols that people need to get used to that, you know, we as employees need to get used to face masks, hand sanitizer everywhere, you know, uh, trying to stay six feet apart in line for the bathroom and the beer. Um, So there's definitely, it's going to look a little bit different, I think, once we're back. But, you know, once we kind of go through this cycle, and um, we're, we're kind of to the end of it, I think eventually we will get back to, to where we used to be. Um, I personally hope that high fives are a thing of the past. Um, but <laughs> yeah. hey, if I have to high five to go to a show, I totally will. Um, oh, but yeah, I think it's kind of fluid. You know, it's just going to um, you know change with the times. Um, but you know, the important thing to know is that we are going to be here uh, through all of it. Um, I'm very confident uh, in that, and you know, we are already booking shows for next year. Um, and we're, okay. you know, we're ready when we're, when we're given the word, we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, when that will actually be.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: one yeah. of the things that I'm actually, one of my companies you know, is involved in is, uh, the building envelope of what that's going to look like. And there's a lot of uh, new air cleaners. There's actually, um, uh, a couple of, uh, of different, um, ways of measuring, uh, the quality of the air in a building as well. And, uh, I think that will help once, uh, things start opening up because you'll be able to filter the air through, uh, HVAC and we'll be able to, to within 10 minutes, tell you whether there's any bacteria or virus in, in a building. And, uh, that's, that's all new technology that's really just coming out in the next, uh, 30 days. And I think that'll help. And there's also masks that are being uh, manufactured that have filters right in the mask themselves and could be worn and 98% breathable. So there's a lot of new technology that's going to help and make people feel safer and uh, cleaners that are natural versus... you know, something that uh, could be harmful because, you know, you don't want that as well. So I think that's, that's something on the horizon that, uh, will again, help open schools and industries like the music industry.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, so I guess we can say that there is some good to come out of this, right? Anything that makes us healthier in the long run. Um, Is good. And, you know, we, we have to adapt and, you know, we're, we as humans and as people are are good at doing that. We've been doing that for, I don't know, a really long time. Um, So we'll get through it. It's just, it's just a matter of time.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, as I always say, necessity is the mother of invention. So you got to, you do have to kind of take the yin with the yang and the light with the dark. And there are good things that will come out of tragedy and hopefully people will, yeah, like I said, be healthier, know better ways to handle things and hopefully, you know, make, like, yeah, you know, change their lifestyles and things just to make, make everyone safer and hopefully get back to what we, you know, always love and love to do.
2: Well, you know, I've, I've been watching some interviews with musicians and band members that are actually, they say, you know, this is, taking a break for, you know, six months or a year has helped them become better people and help their music and, you know, their family people. They're, they're spending time uh, at home instead of being on the road. And again, I think that in itself is going to develop, we talked about that earlier, some great music that'll be out and a lot of people will be restless and want a tour that maybe haven't been out for years. And so there I, I think they're agree. I agree with Marissa. There's gonna be a lot of positives and the music scene will be better than ever. It'll just be different.
0: And you know, I think one of the biggest, you know, positives that you were mentioning to us, Marissa, is you guys are getting ready to even open up a new venue, isn't that correct?
1: Yeah, we are. Um, so we've been working um, probably gosh, almost about two years now on our new venue in Newport, Kentucky. Um, and we are expected to take ownership of it at the end of this year and hopefully open early next year, as soon as we're allowed to, allowed to have shows. It's going to be modeled after the indoor outdoor, uh, venue at like Express Live and Stage AE, um, but bigger. So our capacity outdoor at, um, Express is 5,000 and it's going to be 7,000 in Newport. Uh Um, So we're we're putting some additional seating in place and um, some VIP areas and things like that. So we're really excited. Um, Cincinnati, since we've owned Bunbury, Cincinnati has kind of welcomed us uh, with open arms. So we are really stoked to have a venue down
0: there now. Yeah, that is is super exciting. And, you know, another thing that I do kind of want to ask you before we must unfortunately let you go is, you know, the... Obviously, things will get back to normal and everything will, you know, like I said, a new normal in a sense. But a lot of the things we love will come back, I'd like to believe, and got to be optim- optimistic in these times. Um, if someone, you know, is interested in maybe becoming a marketing director, or getting involved in the music business, do you have any, you know, final words or tips for people who may be thinking of like a career change? Because, you know, a lot of people's plans in 2020 are just completely out the window and maybe they're looking for something new. So I'd just be curious if you had any final words for our listeners out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you, I don't know that right now is the best time to get into the music business, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, Hey, stranger things have happened.
0: Um, (laughs) might be some opportunities to get your phone. Yeah, (laughs)
1: exactly. And if you're willing to take the risk, it could definitely pay off. Who knows? But, um, I mean, I think I, you know, I talked a little bit about my internship. Um, and if, if you're able to do so, I mean, that was, I learned more in that internship than I could have learned in two years in, in school, you know? Um, so really just any kind of hands-on experience you can get, um, and, and kind of to know if it's actually the business that you want to be in, um, in normal times, it's, it's very stressful. It's very, it's long hours. It's, it's a lot of work. It's not, you know, it, it seems really cool. and And it is, I'm not like, Boohooing it at all, but um, it's a lot of time away from your family and it's a lot of, uh, you know, commitments outside of, you know, your personal life. So um, I would say kind of start small if you can somewhere and figure out if it fits something that you're willing to, you know, commit to long term. Um, but on the other hand, it's extremely rewarding. And, you know, I miss the days where I can look out outside of a sold out concert and see all those people and, you know, say, I had a piece of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is one of the those feelings that you probably don't get, you know, with anything else.
2: Yeah, internships are great. You know, my daughter started uh, as an intern at a marketing company, actually in Maryland, and right after graduating at Ohio from Ohio State, uh, at a tough time to get a job, and uh, she through some friends of mine got a, a uh, an internship, and within two weeks she had a full time job there. So. You never know, and it sounds like that's what happened at QFM—that they saw talent, and you know that's what you want to do. You know, I have a marketing company, and that's what we we bring interns in, and a lot of them uh, remain with us. Uh, so don't be afraid of becoming an intern.
1: Definitely, Ian. I what I always tell my current interns is just don't say no. Like if you know if somebody need if somebody backs out of a shift or something, be the first to volunteer. Like be that person like make yourself needed. And then the other thing I tell them is treat everybody you meet like they might be your boss someday because you never know.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> in- and you, you don't want to be you don't yeah. want to be crappy to somebody and then see them in a job interview because Columbus is a very large small town um, and everybody knows everybody. So that's my other piece of advice that I always give.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that's great. Well, and you know, Marissa, if, if anybody wanted to get in contact with either you or Promo West or any of the other companies and awesome things you do, what's, what's the best way for them to keep in touch with you?
1: Yeah, just shoot me an email. It's Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A at Um, You can also go to our website, promowestlive.com and all of the contact info on our social media sites and everything are on there.
0: Well, Marissa, thank you so much for joining us on Grow Like a Pro. We really appreciate you spending the time with us and sharing some insight and some cool stories. So hopefully we'll have you back one day and hopefully you'll get back to doing what you do best very soon. Yeah, we can't wait. Yes, please. Yeah, definitely. So once again, thank you all too for listening to Grow Like a Pro. If you want to stay in touch with us, you can send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that is hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And we look forward to coming back next week with another awesome guest. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN.